Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio, a show featuring people and companies who are making a positive contribution to the world. This show will help you learn how to apply success principles in every area of your life so that you can make the most out of your skills and talents and accomplish more of your goals. To find out more about the show, please visit www.journeytosuccessradio.com. Hello, welcome everyone to the Journey to Success Radio Network. Our purpose on JTS Radio is to interview people who are making a positive difference in the world with transformational businesses, thoughts, ideas, and actions that encourage and inspire. My name is Taylor Tag. I'm an inner success coach, forgiveness educator certified by the Midwest Institute for Forgiveness Training, and a certified Napoleon Hill Foundation leadership instructor. Find out more about my work and learn the peace process, please visit me at theevolvingheart.com and check out the best-selling book, The Path to a Peaceful Heart. And now to today's success story. My guest today is Heather Ann Havenwood. Heather Ann is CEO of Havenwood Worldwide and Chief Sexy Boss, which we'll find out more about later. She is an entrepreneur and top authority on internet marketing and business strategy. In 2006, she grew an online information marketing company from zero to $1 million in sales in less than 12 months. It's quite impressive. Heather Ann has produced and managed over 350 seminars and events, and hosted tele-seminars with many online thought leaders. Heather Ann is also the author of Sexy Boss, How the Empowerment of Women is Changing the Rule Book for Sex, Money, and Success, and also the author of The Game of Dating, and how to play it. Joining <laughs> us today on Journey to Success Radio to give us valuable tips, taking a chance and starting a business, living your dreams, and how to market your way to success. Heather Ann, welcome to Journey to Success Radio today. How are you? Thank you. Thanks for having me. Market your way to success. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You've, it's true. You've done a lot out there uh, in the business world. Uh, you grew in a, a company from zero to a million dollars of sales in less than 12 months. And I'm sure our listeners are going to be curious about how you did that. Mm-hmm. Our audience, listening audience here, a little bit about yourself and, and how you help people out there in the world. Sure. So my name is Heather Havenwood. And, you know, honestly, who I am is I'm a marketer and serial entrepreneur. And I really, uh, I have many books out. I have a couple businesses online. I also coach people. I coach specifically people that have made their first dollar in in their online business and how they want to learn how to uh, do that over and over and over again and market themselves to success. That's why I loved your tagline with that. And honestly, I've been in the information marketing speaking world since 2001. So we're about 15 or 14 years at this point. And honestly, I I feel I'm a a serial entrepreneur and a marketer and entrepreneur, right? And um, my story about Sexy Boss really is about what I call the story from bankruptcy to Sexy Boss and how I did build a company from zero to a million dollars. And then after a year, I, I lost it, you know, and how do you build something, lose it, and then build it again? Um, and so honestly, I, I can say that I have uh, failed more than I've succeeded and I've succeeded, right? <laughs> so I'd love to tell you my story of journey to success and, and how I just kind of was able to move through the different phases of entrepreneurship um, and um, tragedy as well as success. Well, great. So t- tell us a little about, about how it started for you. Um, yeah. Obviously, you had a, you know, a huge success in a short amount of time. 
you know, lost it all, and I'm sure you were able to, you know, build it back uh, in, in some regards there. So tell us a little bit about how all that unfolded for you. Yeah, thanks for asking that. So kind of, t- I want to go back a little bit because I started in corporate life like most people, you know, and I did very well in corporate life. And then I, um, I left corporate life and I had, how I got into what I call this business or marketing and entrepreneurship and all that kind of good stuff was I saw an infomercial one day (laughs) and um, they said things like, do you want to own your own business? Do you want to own your life? You know, and my ears are perking up, right? So I'm raising my hand and I'm writing down without anyone seeing me and my, my girlfriend's house, the the address of the hotel you go to, to find out about this seminar. If you've ever seen those infomercials, but there I was in this, here I am, I'm like 24, Five, 26 years old, um, out of work, looking for what's next. And all I knew is that I just didn't want to build somebody else's business anymore. Like that's all I knew, you know, and I graduated college and I just wasn't sure what to do. And so uh, I raised my hand. I, I actually went to the seminar. I, I bought the product and I actually ended up working for the seminar company. So I actually ended up traveling around the country um, basically being that person like in the back of the room and selling people on how to buy and sell real estate, how to buy and sell notes and things like that. So I did that for seven years. And so the company I built from zero to a million dollars is I worked with a, a guy who he was the face of the company. He had the knowledge of the real estate. And then I built the back end of the company and the events, the seminars, um, the products, the home study courses, the coaching, the background, right? So all the marketing, the affiliate marketing. Here, here's what you need to know. After that business went to well, the business is still live today. What happened is I came home one day from an event. Everything was gone. He took everything. The, the merchant accounts were switched. The bank accounts were emptied out. And I was devastated because talking about your forgiveness, uh, you, know, you talk about forgiveness and, and that's what your focus is. Taylor, it's really important that it took me many months, if not years, to forgive myself for that failure. But the, me, the main point of that was someone said to me once, you've got to give yourself full permission to fail. And that was profound for me because up until that point in my life, it's like I wasn't allowed to fail. I wasn't allowed to fail second grade or fourth grade or fifth grade or college or I wasn't allowed to fail. That was a big red scarlet letter on my, on my shoulder. And it wasn't until it's like someone literally gave me permission, a license they call it to fail. It was only then at that point that I gave myself permission to succeed again, you know, because I really was at that point devastated. Like I'm never going to run a business again. I'm done. I should just go become a cab driver. You know what I mean? Like I, a lot of depression with about that. And I was stifled, but it was through forgiving myself and giving myself full permission to fail. Then once you give yourself full permission to fail, you give yourself full permission to succeed at the same level. Yeah. And that was when I started to rebuild. Let me ask you a little bit more about that because sure. you know, somebody lose, you know, everything in a moment, it, it's, it can be devastating. And for many people, they can't find a way back up, but somehow you did. You talk about being able to forgive, you know, everything that happened, hearing somebody say, giving your permission to fail. And, and a lot of people never give their permit, their self permission to do anything. So how, how did that kind of happen for you? How, how were you able to give yourself permission, which is a hard thing to do for some people? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting. So I'm going to go a little deeper than I usually do. So I'm here like, I am. I'd like to go deep here a little bit. Yeah, so. you do. Okay, good. Okay. Well, so what happened is I was literally bankrupt. I had to file bankruptcy. I had to, uh, I lost my house at a file foreclosure within, this all happened within six months. I went from, you know, making all kinds of money to literally, it was overnight because my mortgage was due in three days and I was empty, you know, and so everything just got 
uh, what I call triggered. You get triggered into foreclosure. It's hard to untrigger that. And then bankruptcy. And to, within a year, the process was complete of full foreclosure and bankruptcy. And I didn't have a backup. I didn't have, I wasn't married. I didn't have a husband. I didn't have daddy to just go home to the second bedroom or something. Like I didn't have any of that. And I was really devastated. And I was embarrassed. Like I was truly embarrassed, you know, because I was in this industry of these successful, wildly successful people. And here I am broke, you know, literally barely could even buy toilet paper. The, actually the church came, came by and gave me food and, and toilet paper. Cause I was like, I don't have anything. And I was really devastated mentally about it. And there was a mentor of mine, many mentors, I had many mentors along the way that just kind of showed up and, and guys, as I call it, but one particular person, his name is Bill. He was, we were um, on the couch, in the couch, or he was on the couch, and I was in tears, you know, just like, oh, I'm such a failure. And I'm just very victim, a very victim about it. And he literally said, you know, grab a piece of paper. He gave me a pen, and through my tears, he was saying, I want you to write everything I'm about to say. So he said, you know, I, and I literally wrote, I, and Heather, Heather, gave myself full permission and license to fail. Now, it sounds so easy to me saying that now, but literally my hand was shaking and I, could bear, I couldn't write it because I realized when he was saying it, like, I can't give myself permission to fail. Like, I am a failure. Why give myself permission to fail more? Like, it was almost this devastation of ton devastation for me to even acknowledge that I failed, you know? And, but it was through that process I mean, I still remember the, the smell of the couch, you know, and the, the, the color of the carpet. I remember everything about that room because there was this, oh my God, I've really never given myself permission to fail. And that comes from a, a very long line from age, you know, kindergarten. Hey, you can't fail kindergarten, you can't go to first grade, you know, can't fail third grade, can't go to fourth grade. It's, it's on and on and on. Can't fail relationship, can't fail anything, can't fail, can't fail. And here I am broke at age 30 at the time. And I'm not only broke, but I'm publicly broke, meaning like all my friends and whatnot knew about it, you know, it was right. kind of hard yeah. not to show. So it was a public humiliation. I felt that was hard. Now through that, I saw, you know, Bill said this to me, I think in my ear, he said, once you give yourself permission to fail, Heather, it's only in that moment that you can give yourself permission to succeed. It's kind of like when people don't want to get married. I don't want to get married because I don't want to get divorced. It's like, well, well I don't, you know, you don't, <laughs> you know, you give, you got to give yourself permission to fail inside the context of a relationship. It's only then can you actually be humble enough to succeed, right? It's yeah, the absolutely. Same, you it's know, the same concept in business and life. I like to say it, you know, that uh, no one is going to be harder on ourselves than us. Yeah. Throughout life, and it's it's in those moments really what which you you just didn't have another option. You you had no other option but to to do something different and then move forward in a different direction. Yeah. What it sounds like. So you're broke, you're publicly humiliated. Yeah. You know, how do you begin to pick up the pieces? And, you know, you say, don't wait for perfect. Yes. Now, so how did you begin to turn that around? Well, a couple of things. One, I kind of gave myself space to grief. You know, um, I lived on someone's couch in Marco Island for about a year and I, I kind of checked out, you know, I'm not saying you have to do this, but in a way I just allowed myself to be, and for a driven personality like myself, that was a challenge within itself <laughs> to just be, you know, and um, kind of stay off in the ocean and just allow myself to really get present to what was like life. And then there was a moment, there was a moment of, of like, 
you know, who I am is an entrepreneur and I'm ready to get back in the game. You know, there's like this moment of like, I'm just ready to get back in the game. And I knew that getting back into the game, just like football or any sport, when you're ready to get back on the field and get back on the court, you know, you're ready to get, you know, what I call hit again, or you you know what's in reality of what's really going on on the field. It's almost like when I first started my first business, I was so naive to what was really going on. It was like, oh, this is fun. You know, meanwhile, I'm like naive to a lot of different things. But after you get hit a few times on your football field, you're like, okay, I'm, I, I get it. I get it. If I go to the left, I'm going to get hit. Okay, go, don't go to the left, go to the right. Okay, I get it. You know, you start to learn uh, the art of the game of business and life, you know? So that's when I made a decision. I just kind of woke up one day and said, look, I'm ready to get back in the game. What can I do? And I was living in Marco Island. The average age was 80, 80 years old. So you could get the world of like the, the, uh, I call the phase of life people were in. And I said, well, I know I'm not a tree. I can move. So let me go somewhere that I know I can be surrounded by of like my people, right? Napoleon Hill of like my people and just, I don't know them yet, but I know people in Austin that uh, was kind of going back home from Texas. It was like going back home, and yet I know it was an environment that it was thriving. And I thought, okay, well, at least I could place myself in an element and environment of thriving. And that was my first step. It sounds, you think I had this big business plan, like I knew a business. No, uh-uh. I just got in the car and said, I'm going to succeed. I'm going back in the game. I'm not sure how it's going to go, but I made a decision. That was really my first step. And that was in 2008, 2008, and the, and the bankruptcy happened 2005, six, right? So 2008, I just kind of woke up and said, I'm done. I'm, I'm ready to get back in the game. I'm going to make this happen, and I'm not sure how. That was the first step, really. So, so go ahead. So, so fast forward to, yeah. you know, the, a, a couple of years go by, and you're, you're back in the game and, and you know, getting going again, and you – turn into the sexy boss. Sexy boss. Yeah. So I have a friend of mine, Joe Sugarman. He's a brilliant copywriter. He's the founder of Blue Blocker Sunglasses. He's a dear friend of mine, a mentor. And uh, he was one of my mentors along the way. I call my guardian angels, you know, along the way that gave me these little pieces of advice. And um, one day I was visiting him in Las Vegas and I was just trying to figure out what I'm going to do. And he goes, you know, you're kind of like a sexy boss. And I'm like, what, what, what does that mean? You know, he's like, well, you know, you're sexy and you're smart, but you're like the boss. You're becoming the boss of your life. You're taking ownership of who you are and you're going after what you want. Like you're like a sexy boss. And it just kind of stuck. And because I'm such a, um, I'm a Napoleon Hill thing, grow rich reader. I have been since like 16 or 17. I didn't really get it when I was 16 or 17. You, when you read, think and grow rich and you're bankrupt and broke, you really start to get it at a different level, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it, uh, many of the, the Napoleon Hill, Fans, super fans, and, and people, they reread the book every year just, just to get inspired again, you know, because it does that. It does do that, but it's like I read it when I was in my 20s, you know, and maybe 17, 18, 20s. I'm in college. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense, right? But well, here you are, you know, here I am. I'm broke, literally. I, I'm in bankruptcy. I got no credit. I got like $10 to my name, and I'm reading this book, and there's this part of my brain that's like, why are you reading that? You know, you're, you're a failure. So there's a lot of stuff going on in your head. I call the monkey mind kind of yelling at you like, what are you doing? You know, you're broke. You're stupid. Blah, 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 blah. Failure, failure, failure. And um, it kind of mushes up against the success principles. But chapter 11, sex transmutation. That particular chapter was very interesting to me. Um, and Let's that's part about of- that. Yeah, a little bit because a lot of people don't know. They don't. 
they hear sex transmutation and say, what, what is that? I don't know what that means. Tell us what that means for, you know, you and the sexy boss. Sexy boss. So let me explain to you, and I have the book open, um, sexuality, okay, it's something that is deciphered. It's different between us and, and animals, right? Uh, animals have sex for procreation. The sexual uh, energy of a human being, especially, I'm going to say for a second, the man and woman, you know, yin and yang, as they call it, is when it's in sync, it's one of the most powerful energies on the planet. Okay. It's the driving force. And uh, he talks about what I call the genius, the hunches, the sixth sense. It comes from what I call, they call it the, the sexuality within a person. So you ever, you ever been in a room and someone walks in and people are like, oh, he, he's so charismatic. You know what I mean? Like this, right. what's about it? He's so charismatic. What is about him? Who is he? You know, there's you like know this. Is, you just know it's there. Yeah. yeah. What is that? What's different than him versus the other guy? They're both in a tux or whatever. If you're at a big event, they're both in a tux. They look the same. They both have black hair. You know, what is about this guy versus that guy? It's usually what Napoleon Hill would say, sex transmutation. It's the transmutation of the sexuality energy. It's, it's kind of like owning who you are on all levels and being fully in integrity with that. He also talks about I'm just going to talk about it from a man perspective only because you got to remember this was written in the thirties, right? So you got to get the world of like the generational gap that's going on is that um, you talked about um, when a man I'm talking for a man, woman, man is uh, cheats basically. And in auto his wife, meaning he moves away from that yin and yang. It's through that, that usually his failure failure will come in, in, in life. Okay. Success will then fail. And he talks about specific people, Napo not Napoleon Hill, but Napoleon uh, and all these people in history that have been these successors or Kings or uh, dominators. And then like they do something in the world of their relationship and taking themselves off of that one person that yin and yang and all of a sudden the failure comes and people go, Oh, are you saying that cheaters are failures? No. What I'm saying is there's a particular energy that actually happens when uh, someone is what I call in union with a yin and yang and finds their love. And they can also do that single, meaning they can actually be who they are, be responsible for who they are and be in integrity with themselves. There's like a, there's a uh, high energy with that. And so female perspective, I call that sexy boss, meaning they know who they are feminine. They, who they are is a woman and they're feminine and, and their integrity with that energy. And they're the boss of their life, meaning they are fully responsible for all areas of their life. And there is a, there's like a, uh, there's a beauty to that. You know, you ever met someone like that? It's like, wow, they really are an integrity with who they are and they're fully responsible for who they are. They're not trying to cover anything up. That is someone you're really attracted to. You don't even know why. You're like, why am I so attracted to this person? I'm talking to them. I think they're amazing. I'm not even attracted sexually. I'm just talking like attractive, like walking into a social setting, attractive, right? You know, and so you can see that in particular politicians or people that are in the, in the spotlight in Hollywood, people that you think, well, they're just kind of off. Something's off with them. You can't figure it out. It's usually something in the world of what we call they're, they're out of integrity with the sexual transmutation. That energy's off. And so that's what Napoleon Hill was trying to talk about really it's just hard to explain because people see the word sex and they add all this other meaning to it you know yeah, they think it's about the act itself but it's no it's the energy it's the energy of the act and taking that energy and using it for you know other areas of your life whatever 
whatever that is in, in a state of integrity like you're talking about. So you not to talk about going to spiritual spiritual side of it. It's the love. You ever met somebody, uh, either a pastor or a preacher or just a spiritual person that's just so in love, like with them, with, like they're just in love. Like they just have this spirit of love and they look at you and there's just love there. That's the art of sex transmutation because he talks about one of the things that we have different than, than uh, animals is we have the ability to love you know, and forgive ourselves and love. And that again is an element of sex transmutation. It's an energy shift and it's the highest form that's possible on the planet. Absolutely. And, and to be, you know, I hope to be that honest, makes sense. It does. It makes perfect sense to me. And I hope to the listeners, it does make sense too. Uh, it, I went too esoteric on you. I apologize. I was trying not to. No, it's, it's perfect. Perfectly great. Uh, you're right. I think it's all, it is all about love and, you know, uh, Besides our, our relationships, our close relationships, you know, to me, love is, is service in business. It's serving other people, helping them, uh, you know, and, and do it in a spirit of, you know, cooperation and, you know, positive mental attitude and, and those things that, that really help people move forward. I mean, I think really that's a lot of what it's about and, and, and just doing anything out of a state of integrity. There's a, I'm going to read this real quick. Just This is in chapter um, 11, and this is one of the subtitles of this particular chapter, The Mystery of Sex to Injutation. Quote, reasons why a man's wife can either make or break him. And he kind of goes into that. And the, use, the uselessness of wealth without women. Now, again, this is 1934, but there is a piece of that. It's like, have you ever met somebody who's really, really wealthy and there really isn't anyone special in their life? It's almost like men's greatest motivating force is a desire to please a woman you've also met somebody who was just like they were nothing all of a sudden they get like they fall in love and they get married and all of a sudden the guy just like blows it up and he's doing great in life like i don't get it what happened there is something about that you know energetically that men are like oh i really want her i desire her i want to be with her i want her to be my wife oh i need to do all this okay i'll do all that to have that you know there's a motivating force there and that's what he's talking about it's a strong energy so yeah it's it's a it's a powerful energy. We can't yeah. really get away from it. Don't dismiss it. Right. We, we, can, Reread we, can, it. we can embrace it and actually use it to our advantage. You know? I agree. Uh, yeah. A lot of people move away from it because they think it's going to, it's going to ruin some aspect of their life. But really, if you tur- you can turn around and use that to your advantage or any aspect of your life, if you really want it. Yeah. And the thing that I wanted to bring up about the, the feminine side, it's like, um, I would say over a period of time, you know, men who are successful and good looking, we call that charismatic and attractive. And sometimes in the old saying with the women who are attractive or attractive and successful, we call that you know, the, the B word with, the, you know, which word with the B. And actually, it's just that and women have had a hard time over the years becoming successful and feeling they to be more of a man versus being a woman and owning all areas of their life. And that's what I mean by that energy of being a sexy boss. It's like owning, they are a woman, they are wearing heels, they are wearing a skirt, they are being feminine and they're, you know, they're being responsible for everything in their life. And that's very attractive, just like a charismatic man. And so that's why I, I, I like to say that sexy boss is like being a charismatic man. Like it's the counterpart of that, the yin and yang of that process. Um, and it's very attractive you know, and social settings and, and all kinds of things in business. You know, we, people do business with people, people don't do business with service. And so when you're marketing yourself and marketing your business, you remember that people do business with people, not 
you know, not necessarily with the service. There's just like uh, preachers and, and in the in the world of spirituality, um, you know, I'm here. I'm here in the Bible Belt, right? You are too. I'm in here in near Houston, and Joel Olstein's amazing. He's like the largest church in the country, if not the world. I'm pretty sure the country, if not the world, and he's a very charismatic man, you know, and he is he is preaching about a Bible, the Bible, right? The Bible that every other church has. Every other church has the same book. So why is his church more successful, right? You have to look at that. What, what's the difference? They all have the same book they're talking about, right? So if you look at it that way, what is the distinction? Well, he's a very charismatic and attractive, attractive. What I mean by attractive, like you're attracted to his energy. You know what I mean? Yeah, and there's definitely yeah. are because because of what he's saying and how he's saying it. Yeah, how he is inspiring other people, you know, to right. live to live out those words. Yeah, so that's that's he's if I call if I had a example of a master of chapter eleven, it would probably be Joel Osteen, right? Yeah. Be, and, and Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins is like the master of sex transmutation. He talks about it too. Uh, he definitely talks about it. Tony Robbins talks about it. He just maybe doesn't know the context. I think of grow rich, but he talks about the art of having a person and woman in your life or significant in your life that, you know, adds that energy to you and you add it to them. And there's this love and desire and it makes you a more powerful person. Absolutely. Yes. 100%. <laughs> so you, so you were able to use sex transmutation in your own business and your life to kind of, you know, propel yourself forward. So, Talk about some of the other mindset or principles that you use in your business to help other people. Yeah. And I, the reason I said that I, I do do that is because there's a period in my life, bef- I call it before the bankruptcy, I was, um, I was like really mean and, and witchy <laughs> with a B uh, because I felt like I had to be. That was the only way to win in business. I was like, rah, 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 you know, like that. Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't wear skirts. I wasn't feminine. I I uh, I wore dark clothing. I wore turtlenecks because I thought, well, I don't want them to look at my boobs. I want them to, you know, focus on how smart I am. You know, there was like this kind of a grizzly bear kind of feeling. Yeah. And um, and your male, your male side, yeah. your male energy. Yeah. And it didn't work. It didn't work. It wasn't. It, it wasn't smooth. It didn't, uh, it wasn't really who I was either. I just felt like I had to be that way. So it's like a, um, an energy for myself that I could be who I am and own my life. And yeah, I'm a female, you know, and I, I love that about me. So I think that's part of it. Now, one of the principles that I started to live from, literally live from back then and today, and it was something that someone gave to me at a very dark time in my life. Literally after bankruptcy, after foreclosure, I went to go visit my friend in West Palm beach. I had to ask him for money to, to drive back. Like that's how like, can I have some 20 bucks for gas? Like I didn't, you know, and he's like, sure. I think he gave me more than 20 bucks and said, here, get some to eat too. I'm like, Oh, thanks. Um, and he gave me a principle that I have to this day. I wrote it down actually at that meeting and here's the principle. And it says, does this feed my confusion or strengthen my clarity? Does this feed my confusion or strengthen my clarity? Now, at the moment, you got to get my life was a lot of chaos because even after, you know, I'm sure people here maybe been through a bankruptcy or divorce or I know whatever the situation was. Even though go the divorce is over, the 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 what I call the um, ink is dry doesn't mean it's over. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just because the ink is dry, it's like you got to deal with the the mess afterwards and how do you rebuild and ah. so there's a lot of chaos in my life. There was a lot of drama. I felt like I was just literally, what are those, it's a 
it's a like a toy, a top spin, just spin it. I just feel like I was spinning, you know, and not really doing anything and getting anywhere. I was just spinning. And so he says to me, does this feed my confusion, strengthen my clarity, put that question to everything you do. And I'm just like, what do you mean? You know? And he's like, well, just start with like the simple things, like what you're about to eat, what you're about to say, who you're about to talk to, who you're listening to, just like little things day after day after day. And now I take it to everything doing this podcast. Um, uh, doing a project. Does this feed my confusion or strengthen my clarity? And doing this podcast strengthens clarity for me and for hopefully your listeners and hopefully well, I'm for glad your- we got that out of the way. So we're, we're <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's like the moment you start living from clarity, there's power. There's no power in chaos. So that's a principle that I live from to this day. And I'm sure you use, that you use those principles and how you, you coach your clients, how you help them market. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about, you know, how, how you work with people and coach them and, and uh, we'll tell people how to get in touch with you. Obviously, uh, heatherhavenwood.com is your website, but tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. Heatherhavenwood.com. If they're interested in working with me, then go to the upper right-hand corner. There's an area that says work with Heather and you can set up a time. We just have a free discovery call and just talk about it. And I'm really looking for clients that they've already made their first dollar. You know what I mean by that is like they've sold something, right? And they're like, oh, I want, I want more of this. I want to expand this. That's who I want to talk to. Um, but here's a free gift for you and your listeners. Um, if I have my book, Sexy Boss, on Audible, and I have, I was, I'm the author of the Audible, and I'm also the voiceover of my own book. And um, you can either go to Audible and purchase it, or I'm going to give you three free chapters of my audiobook, Sexy Boss. You can text the word sexy to 72,000, text the word sexy to 72,000, or you can just go to sexybossinc.com and get it. Um, but honestly, you know, um, honestly, I'm a coaching consultant, um, secondary. I actually own online businesses that I do every day, you know, and that was one thing that back when I was really looking at starting my business, someone goes, well, you can teach people online marketing. And I'm like, I don't know. I just think that's really out of integrity for me to be sitting here broke and telling people how to do internet marketing when I'm not doing it myself. So in 2008 and nine, I started um, a business from scratch and been done very well at that business. And then I've started a couple businesses since then. And now I help other people expand their business out of, in, out of full integrity because I do it myself every day. So. That's the only way to be. Yes. HeatherHavenwood.com. Yes. yes. Thank you for it. This has been a lot of fun and thank you for having me. Yeah. We've enjoyed having you. And uh, this is uh, and this is the last question, Heather. It's just yeah. what we ask of all of our journey to success uh, interviewees and participants, you know, and this is what we want, you know, really just to give us, you know, what, what drives you to be successful and makes up the heart of your business? Where, where is your heart coming from? Mm, where's my heart coming from? Um, I'm definitely a driven personality, and I think where my heart comes from every day is, and this sounds odd, but it's like I put myself out there that I overcame something, and so, and it's true, and I just want to make sure that everything that I do is truthful. You know what I mean? It's like if someone walked into my house, they would actually see a person and a beautiful condo and a, and, a, and a great Lexus and they actually see someone who is successful and doing this every day. Like it's not a lie. And I feel like nowadays with the internet, if you really took away the computer screens, you'd probably see not the truth. And I think that's what I come from is just making sure that everything I put out there is uh, 100% truthful. 
you know, everything I put out there is 100% truthful. Um, I think it's important to me. It's just really important to me because I, I was in the speaking business for a long time. A lot of people are like, oh yeah, well, they, they're really great on stage, but behind the scenes, they're like not, you know, yeah. and I just, I come from a place of like everything I do. I just want to be 100% authentic and truthful. Yeah. Just definitely congruent with who you are. And yeah. I, and I hear, you know, I hear it in your voice, you know, see it, see it in your work. So it's, it's, uh, it's nice to see. And we're, we're so glad that you, you've been able to join us today. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Taylor, for having me. I really honor and appreciate you. Well, we, we love, we love uh, having sexy bosses on our, our radio show. <laughs> Anytime you want to come back. So again, we thank, we thank uh, Heather Ann Havenwood uh, for joining us today. And you are listening to the Journey to Success Radio Network. To find out more about the network, visit journeytosuccessradio.com. We'll see you again for our next amazing success story. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Journey to Success Radio. If you or anyone you know would like to be interviewed for the show, email Tom at tomtutall.com for details.